48K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The Monetary Authority warns the public of possible market volatility here after the US signalled rate rises for next year. A structural engineer says it was unusual that smoke filled the stairwells during yesterday's blaze at the World Trade Centre in Causeway Bay. And researchers at the University of Hong Kong warn that the Omicron COVID variant can still be fatal. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority has warned the public about potential market volatility after the US central bank signalled it would raise borrowing costs next year. The US Federal Reserve said it expected three interest rate hikes in 2022. The Fed has also sharply raised its inflation outlook for this year to 5.3% from 4.2% and lowered its growth estimate. Speaking on RTHK's Money Talk programme, host Peter Lewis asked personal wealth advisor Enzio on file whether the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, had abruptly changed policy. Well, it's it's all kind of confusing, frankly, because he's tightening, but then we've just, as you've just reported, Peter, the growth is slowing. So how does that work? Um, it just seems to me as if the... The Fed, despite its high level of intelligence, all the members, obviously, they just don't want to differentiate between the different types of inflation. I'm not saying that I'm right and they're wrong. I'm just saying that inflation is an inflation. There's demand, pull and cost push. And just because by raising rates, you're not going to cut the supply bottlenecks, you're not going to remove the um, the, the logistical bottlenecks that we've got in the system, that's not going to help with higher rates. And so I just think we're, it, it goes back into the somewhat sort of stagflationary mess that I think we're headed straight into going forward. So he's right, at least in being open-minded, which he's known, he's known to be apparently, um, that things are in transit, but it just seems rather myopic in my mind. Mr. Von Feil was asked whether he thought the Fed had left things too late. To say that they're a little bit too late, Johnny come lately, I don't think so, because a lot of people two years ago certainly weren't saying they have to tighten soon. Now they're, of course, all saying it, okay? But I do think that it's, it's the lack of the policy differentiation trying to give us a handle on, well, how much of this is cost push, how much of it is demand push. I'm going on like a broken record on this one. But once we have a handle on that, once the Fed could publicly state that, then I think their policy would be a lot clearer to the public. A structural engineer says it was unusual that smoke filled the stairwells during yesterday's blaze at the World Trade Centre in Causeway Bay. Ngai Hock Yan told RTHK's Hong Kong Today that the problem may lie with the fire doors. I think it's unusual because usually the smoke should not go into the staircase. I think maybe due to the renovation, maybe the fire doors need to be replaced or maybe just opened by the worker. So maybe this is the why the smoke will go into the staircase. The cause of the blaze is not yet known, but the Fire Services Department has confirmed that the blaze broke out on the first and second floors of the building near the electrical meter room and that electrical wiring appeared to be involved. They also said that the contractor responsible had informed them that the fire safety system had to be turned off, but that the department would would have sent inspectors to see whether contingency measures were needed. Mr Ngai said this was standard procedure, but there should still have been an alarm for the floors that weren't being renovated. For this case, right, they only turn off the fire control system from the ground floor to the fifth floor. And in principle, they still have some other fixed fire service equipment uh, is still under operation.
this case, maybe they have already turned off the heat detector or smoke detector in the switch room. Otherwise, the alarm should be on. And of course, in the switch room, they have no sprinkler there. But the fire service should be have an early alarm be there, so it can be very easy to control. Four people are still being treated in hospital a day after the number three alarm fire was put out. All of them are in a stable condition. The centre is currently only open to people working there. Some of them spoke to RTHK. My office is on the 15th floor. There's a smell here in the lobby and it is quite strong in my office. It hasn't faded yet. I found out this morning that we couldn't make calls or go online, but everything else was okay. Police say they've identified and removed 15 servers controlled by hackers and around 2,500 compromised devices in an operation aimed at cleaning the city's internet. Officers from the Cybersecurity and Technology Crime Bureau carried out the operation with the help of Interpol, cybersecurity firms and internet providers between September and November. The Bureau said the number of technology-related crimes jumped by nearly a quarter in the first 10 months of this year, as people's reliance on the internet grew amid the pandemic. Yannick Hoffman, a cybersecurity expert who took part in the operation, says hackers often target smart devices like phones and surveillance cameras and people need to be alert. There is a shared responsibility here, one from us as the individual, to keep and update always these IoT devices, change their password if possible, and if not, at least update patches of security. And also from the manufacturers, need to pay much more attention because otherwise these devices will be infected and used for attack. Researchers at the University of Hong Kong are warning that the Omicron COVID variant can still be fatal, even though the strain may be less pathogenic. They found that the new variant can infect and replicate in the lower respiratory tract 70 times quicker than the Delta variant and the original COVID strain but that it multiplies less efficiently in the lungs. Dr. Michael Chan led the study. The disease of severity of a virus is causing to human not only justify on single how these viruses can infect the lung, there's other factors that may affecting that. For example, the underlying disease of the particular patients and also how well is the virus spread among the populations because if more people get infected with the viruses, the chance of the development of severe disease will be increasing because the more population get infected. Britain has registered its worst daily figures for coronavirus infections since the start of the pandemic, as concerns grow over the spread of the Omicron strain. 78,000 new cases have been recorded, 10,000 higher than the previous worst figure in January. The Chief Medical Officer for England, Professor Chris Whitty, said the number of cases of the Delta and Omicron variant would soon reach new highs. This is a record number of cases. I'm afraid we have to be realistic that records will be broken a lot over the next few weeks as the rates continue to go up. If you look at the overall rates, it looks as if Delta, which we've had with us for a while, is still flat and the growth is Omicron. Health officials in South Korea have responded to record daily coronavirus cases by reimposing strict social distancing measures and an overnight curfew. The measures will last for two weeks from Saturday. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports. 
This week, South Korea has recorded its highest number of coronavirus cases and deaths since the pandemic began. Around 7,000 people are being infected every day and three quarters of all intensive care beds are full. Throughout the pandemic, the country has managed to avoid a lockdown. In November, after more than 80% of adults were fully vaccinated, most of the curbs were lifted. But today they've had to announce the restrictions are back. Bangladesh is marking the 50th anniversary of Victory Day when it cemented its independence by defeating the forces of Pakistan with the help of India, whose president is guest of honour at the celebrations. The BBC's Charles Haviland reports. The nine-month war to secure the independence of Bangladesh, the Bengali-speaking and Muslim-majority region formerly known as East Pakistan, was blood-soaked. Supporters of the Bangladeshi Awami League killed tens of thousands of civilians whose loyalty they doubted. But the atrocities and war crimes of the Pakistani army were far bigger in scale. Between 300,000 and 3 million people died. With violence escalating through 1971 and refugees flooding into India, India intervened militarily in December and the Pakistani military surrendered on the 16th of that month. President Biden has announced that the US federal government will cover the entire cost of 30 days of clear-up in the state of Kentucky following Friday's devastating tornadoes. He was speaking in the town of Dawson Springs with ruined buildings behind him. Mr Biden described the destruction there as almost beyond belief. Back in the 1900s, Dawson Springs was uh, a place where people came to be healed because of the mineral waters. Now it's our turn to help the entire town to heal. And I intend to do whatever it takes, as long as it takes, to support your state, your local leaders, and as you recover and rebuild, because you will recover and you will rebuild. At least 74 people died in Kentucky and 14 others in other states. Mass COVID vaccination drives in the Philippines have been put on hold as the country braces itself for one of the biggest typhoons of the year. The UN's humanitarian agency said almost 16 million people live in the region that's expected to be hit by Typhoon Rai, with almost 4 million living below the poverty line. It said areas in the storm's path are at high risk of landslides and flash flooding. To finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,262. That's 171 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $75 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 114.10 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 12 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 34 cents. To sports now, Arsenal have overtaken West Ham to go fourth in the English Premier League. The two sides met at the Emirates and it finished 2-0 to Arsenal. Gabriel Martinelli opened the scoring early in the second half. Emil Smith-Rowe added a second late on to seal Arsenal's fifth consecutive win. The visitors had defender Vladimir Soufal sent off in the 66th minute. Former Premier League goalkeeper Mark Schwarzer says it was a questionable call against West Ham. Yeah, certainly did. I mean, that time it was obviously 1-0 to, to Arsenal. West Ham very much still in the game. I think the decision was the, was a wrong decision. Um, first, the penalty and also, obviously, the, the, the resulting yellow card that led to the, the, the red card because it was his second, and that did change the game. That made it so much more difficult for West Ham. Um, and then Arsenal just, you know, bide their time really a little bit. They, they sat back, they waited for their opportunity. When they did win the ball high up the pitch, then they made West Ham pay. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, really nice finish to make it. 2-0 and that was the game over then. 
Let's hear from Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta, whose team are in the top four for the first time in 14 months. It was a big game for us, obviously. Um, having the capacity today to go above them and, and go forth, it was um, a statement. And we've been pretty strong at home and we need to put another big performance against a really difficult team. And, and I think we've done it. Wolverhampton Wanderers have won for the first time in five games. A first-half goal from Roman Saez gave them a 1-0 win at Brighton. Wolves are up to eighth. Southampton have gone unbeaten in six matches after drawing 2-2 at Crystal Palace. Burnley's home game against Watford was called off because of an ongoing COVID-19 outbreak within the visiting squad. The BBC's Steve Wyatt reports from Turf Moor. The game was called off just two and a half hours ahead of the scheduled kickoff with news emerging of COVID cases within the Watford squad that they say would have left them with insufficient players to fulfil the fixture. Uh, Rumours were already spreading around the ground as people queued up to make their way into Turf Moor before the official announcement came. It leaves Burnley in particular with a frustrating situation. They now have two games to make up, having also lost the home match against Tottenham at the end of September because of snow. Arsenal have reached the knockout stage in the Women's Champions League despite losing their final group game. The BBC's Paul Serres reports. The English side Arsenal women are through to the quarterfinals with a runners-up spot in Group C despite a 4-1 loss at the German side Hoffenheim. Arsenal progressed on better head-to-head results between the two teams. Barcelona finished top of that group with six wins out of six, finishing off with a 5-0 victory attempt at Danish opposition. Meanwhile, the seven-time winners Lyon finished top of Group D, a 4-0 win for them over BK Hacken. Ida Hedeberg was amongst the scorers there. Bayern Munich go through as Runners up in that group, they beat Benfica also 4-0. To cricket and the second Ashes test has just gotten underway in Adelaide. Australia chose to bat and a short while ago the Aussies were 20 for 1 of 14 overs after they lost the wicket of Marcus Harris, superbly caught by Josh Butler off an average delivery by Stuart Broad. Australia came into the game leading 1-0 following an emphatic nine-wicket success in Brisbane. Fast bowler Jai Richardson is in the Australia lineup to replace the injured Joss Hazelwood. England's two most experienced pace bowlers, Stuart Broad and James Anderson, are back in the lineup after both missed the opening match. To the weather forecast, it'll be warm with sunny periods this afternoon, mainly cloudy with one or two light rain patches tonight. Moderate east to northeasterly winds. Uh, winds will strengthen from the north tomorrow and the weather will become appreciably cooler later on. Mainly fine over the weekend, but it'll be cool in the mornings with temperatures falling to about 14 degrees. Currently, the observed tree, 25 degrees Celsius, relative humidity now up to 73%. New sports and weather from RTHK.
2021 Legislative Council general election is on December 19th. Electors should wear a mask, have their temperature checked and sanitize their hands. A special queue will be set up for persons aged 70 or above or with disabilities and pregnant women. Electors must show their ID cards. Staff will use the electronic poll register to issue ballots. Their geographical and functional constituency ballots should be unfolded with the marked side face down and go into the correct boxes. Improve electoral system. Ensure patriots administering Hong Kong. Remember to cast your vote in the Legislative Council general election on December 19th. 